According to the pioneering father of medicine, Hippocrates, the human body contains four humors, which are blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. It is of utmost importance that one keeps these humors in the correct proportion to each other, both in strength and quantity, and that they are well mixed. My name is Bao Lei, and here are my fellow hosts, each along with a question specifically chosen for them by a mathematical algorithm so that you may understand them better. Max Wright, how do you live with yourself? I don't. Nick Turner, how do you live with yourself? And finally, Sam Diedrich, how do you live with yourself? And please, gentlemen, these are all rhetorical questions. Now, to the podcast itself. Welcome back. It's the Five of Swords. <laughs> Bam. All right. Well, Max tried, to offer Max tried to offer a response, and I immediately knew I was like, Bao's going to say these are rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take a five-minute break. Rhetorical or no, there's an answer to that. Uh, yeah, well, what's my the... answer can be an existential crisis. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Rhetorical also implies that you don't need to answer it because the answer is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's that get going. So, well, because Paul is in... Uh, junior language so he doesn't do any of what's relevant to the segue into our topic we kicked him out of the podcast and out of the fencing team Damn. so instead we uh we we nick you're in sophomore music uh am, and then yeah. the, the three of us the seniors we have just finished french poetry and i believe we're moving into english prose next semester right or do we keep doing does it depend on the class probably yeah all right because i know i've heard people mention that we move into prose but i mean we've uh, also done some pretty prosaic stuff in yeah my class know, doing virginia wolf next in, like semester. yeah in in the french poetry that we've so, done like i what really quickly before you continue um i don't really know what the word prose means really yeah i just haven't heard it before until i got to st john's and then forgot to look it up did you go to high school oh. english yeah i said word Okay. Or any, I don't know what it means. Prose is a uh, written, like as a noun, is written or spoken language in like a basic form, but like without oh, okay. some kind of metric structure, like metrical structure, meter, me okay. meterical, whatever the fuck the word is. Yeah, the metric. You know what okay. I'm trying. Oh, it's just, it's just okay. You know what I'm trying to say. Meterical, not oh. poetry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just basically words. Words. Have you, Nick, yeah. have you done Montana yet? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so he, he would be like the first person yeah. to like popularize that form of literature as okay. prose. Yeah. So okay. don't worry about it. But uh yeah, no, I, I did Cesaire uh in language this semester, which is it's like one part poetry, one part just like hard prose, and it's like formatted really weirdly. Again, we've done some pretty cool prosaic stuff with Baudelaire. Um and again, Nick is in music, so I figured we would combine the two by having a discussion about uh, a, ver a variety of uh, excerpts from songs that we both enjoy and love for their lyricism. And just have you some two. Huh? Just, you, just you two. Yeah, just you two. Sunday, Bloody Sunday is the only thing, and that that is it. We're only going to be talking about New Year's Day off mm -hmm. of their album, War. Mm -hmm. um, no, uh, essentially, we all came with lyrics that we wanted to discuss in depth surface level interpretations whatever we're not actually in language class anymore hooray for the semester being over but uh yeah 
if I if we want to if someone wants to get to, get us started on some of these lyrics that we picked out to discuss. Yeah, sure. I yeah. can start. I can start it off. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, so the first song that I want to talk about, I, I guess we're going in a circle. Um, my first song that I want to present is um, uh, Despacito. <laughs> Dear Lord. Do you have the genius link so we can look at the lyrics? Uh, I, I, I don't have the ge- genius lyric, uh, the genius link, um, but I can say what it is out loud. Um, the Specifically, the lyric, um, uh, Let me trespass your danger zones until I make you scream and you forget your last name. If I ask for a kiss, come give it to me. I know that you're thinking about it. I've been trying to do it for a while. Wow. So, uh, what do we make of the uh, forgetting of the last name? What um, what implication does that bring to the identity <laughs> politics present so. in uh, this, this ballad? <laughs> what significance does that have? I'm sorry. Can you can you uh, cite the text again? Yeah. Can you please? Can yeah, you yeah, please yeah, cite yeah, the text? yeah. Do you want the first uh, first section or second section or both? Take it from the top. Mr. Okay. Uh, let me trespass your danger zones uh, until I make you scream and you forget your last name. If I ask for a kiss, come come give it to me. I know what you're thinking about. I know that you're thinking about it. I've been trying to do it for a while. So clearly this is a reference to Baudelaire's poem about hair. I'm just um, placing it into the chat, so there we go. Yeah, oh, so, okay, so this is what I want to talk about. You neglect to tell us, Mr. Uh, Turner, that in the middle of what you quoted, we have a change of artist. We go to Danny Gage's perspective. We switch. How can this happen? <laughs> How can this present to us a comprehensive view? Are we to suppose that the, both of these artists are thinking on the same wavelength, or as it usually happens, that these two artists are talking about two completely different things? Well, okay, well, I think, let me break down even more those two questions, because them being on the same wavelength, wavelength can mean that they are talking about two different people, but are on the same wavelength of how to approach that person um so you could also throw in the the idea that they are both separate entities who aren't in contact with each other but are talking about the same person in in the same way as well and now you're just making it unnecessarily complicated are yeah i mean it's daddy yanking dog about- <laughs> What? What about Daddy Yankee, Mr. Well, let me put it like this. I don't know what it's like to be hacked to death by a machete, but I would liken it to the experience of listening to Daddy Yankee rap. (laughs) What do you mean? About his hit? Danza Koduro? That is not Daddy Yankee, that's Don Omar, you fucking racist. (laughs) That is a different reggaeton artist. You, oh, you, you, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> 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 wow. 
mind, never mind. I was thinking of Limbo. This song Limbo. It's not. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'd like to direct us to a particular line. Um, so you see, let me trespass your danger zones. Um, so what do we think is going on there? Again, it's just the hair poem from Baudelaire. He's going down on her. No, I think it's a more it's a more contemporary reference. It could be to the movie Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is. It is a reference to Top Gun, right? Because when you're in the danger zone, things are inherently sexual given the homoerotic undertones of the movie that it is referencing, right? Yeah. And we also know from what we've done previously with the song Despacito in class, um, that it is a very sexual song. The chorus literally mentions like kissing someone's neck and you want to right? undress people in kisses slowly what yeah that that is the lyric hold on you're reading hold on <laughs> i don't know if that's i don't no, know no, if no, that's no, no, the no, lyrics no. i don't know if that's how that translates my no it, it is it is feed it into google oh it is how it translates oh wow yep here, I'm gonna take that. I was talking about like the one where he's like, there you go. Despacito, where Yeah, yeah, like, slowly. I want to breathe. Slowly. I, I slowly. I want to breathe in your neck slowly. Let me murmur things in your ear so that you yeah. remember if you're not with me. Slowly, I want to undress you and kiss oh, yeah, you. Slowly. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Firmly yeah, yeah. in the walls yeah, no, of your labyrinth. Violated the law. Um. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though, is although it is, um, it, it is, uh, most likely sexual, uh, people don't like getting their stuff stolen, uh, so her <laughs> danger zone could also just be her purse, and he's taking her phone, and she doesn't like that. So how does okay, that cause her to but, forget her last name then? Yeah, yeah well, she, her ID, her ID, <laughs> yeah, her, her ID, her ID's in her purse, right? And she won't remember her last name if she doesn't have her ID. I know that for a fact. Whenever anybody says Mr. Dietrich in class, I have to like look in my wallet and pull out my ID and be like, "Yep, that's me." Time See, to talk. When he when he says, "If I ask for a kiss, come give it to me," I know that you're thinking about it. It's because he found in her notes app that uh, she was writing down her journal on there, and she he found it there. That's that's. But again, again. I don't understand how the transition into Daddy Yankee, which is an inherently sexual verse, right, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ties into this. He's demanding. It is. It is. It is like this weird imperative question because that doesn't exist. Um, like in the conditional, if I ask for a kiss, you, the implied, you come give it to me, right? Yep. But the imperative here comes with a weak, like exhortation he's been trying to do it for a while he's not successful at what he does and i'm not just talking about his music career here his maybe his flirting is a real bad music are you gonna stop saying that it's uh -huh. my mistake Maybe he is um maybe he's been unsuc unsuccessful in the past because he hasn't been as forceful as this time and so um the 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 connection really hasn't been made between that second and that third lyric of i know you're thinking about it and i've been trying to do it for a while they've just been missing each other but because he's so demanding now like she will instantly know i mean that that's it's more poetic than i was reading it 
I would like to move no, it's on. Not. Not yeah, I would also like to move That's... on. Mr. Lee, would you like to present your favorite prosaic yes. verse? Yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's actually uh, a, a few different lines from the same song. I'm gonna post. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put the the genius link into the chat. It is the song "Final Form" by Atlas. Uh oh. And uh, there, there's a few points I would like to draw our attention to in this song. First off, uh, the first line. Might just have to rip it through my nose, a licking on her toes, in which I will uh, advise you to click on it and see that the artist has actually put a verified oh, comment no. saying, shout out to Ugly God one time for inventing toes, obviously <laughs> referring to Ugly God's song, uh, FMFT, I think, uh, in which uh, Ugly God lists the four things he needs, um, ass, titties, boobs, and toes. Right? Uh, we can talk about that later. But uh, I will direct you to uh, the sixth line in the second stanza. Uh, Top me by the palm trees, I coconut it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get into the details of what a coconut means as a verb. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. As a verb. But oh. last, lastly, lastly, yeah. lastly uh, the fourth stanza, the first two lines of the fourth stanza. I hit it from the back like a fender bender, and yeah, I hit it, then I did like a chicken tender. Now, now, uh, in the case, if one is hitting it from the back like a fender bender, and if there is an injury, would it be car insurance or life insurance that covers it? Injury to what? Um, well, that, okay, that depends on the, um... That, I guess that would depends depend on the amount of force behind the um, the hit because if it would be enough, I guess you could consider the person okay. behind to be a vehicle. Transporting what, Mr. Turner? Well, you know, this is this question is directly uh, directed uh, specifically towards you, Mr. Wright, because you are more well versed in law than I am. Okay, well, I, I think I'll have to say that if there's a... Are there wheels involved? How many wheels are on this vehicle? Because that's the first question you have to ask in a fender bender. It's different if it's like a truck. How many wheels would you like on your bitch, Mr. Wright? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three. Here, here, here. I'll you to the fifth stanza, where it ends with wavy like a max... <laughs> Okay, so first, I think we need to go back in that line to top to me by the palm trees. I don't think, I think we're passing up on some of the implications we might find there. Okay, okay. Um, so, if you're being topped, for example, by a palm tree, how, what is the palm tree in that circumstance? No, I think the by only refers to the location, as in... No, he's having no, a he's having a <laughs> 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 Not what I'm saying. There are two ways to analyze this line, Mr. Lay. I think you can't bypass the possibilities in one of them. There's two schools of thought here. <laughs> Why do you think the palm trees bend over like that, huh? So when we say that the people who fail palm trees are materialists and the people who want to be fucked by the palm trees near the palm trees are idealists. Epicurean. Oh. <laughs> God. 
podcast just you guys laughing? Yes, bitch, it is. <laughs> so I have a question about the second part of that stanza because we can take that in another direction. Okay. So he's the one who's coconutting. So is that yeah. an entendre referencing the location next to the palm trees? Because we know that, like, coconut butter resembles a certain substance yeah, that, uh-huh. yeah, that yeah. appears when you yeah. are being top. Because top yes. is Mr. a colloquial term. Mr. Yeah. Diedrich, you can say it's yellow bile. It's fine. No, no, no. I... It's the phlogist <laughs> Um It's lemon, actually. <laughs> It's so right. So, coconut. So he's coconutting, right? Is that a, is it a reference to the image that you receive, where n- nut and the inside of a coconut and like cocoa butter and like coconut oil all kind of look the fucking same to an extent, right? So that would lead me to believe if we're to unpack that word play, if you can call it that, because he's certainly playing with the words. <laughs> um, would resemble and support mr lay's theory that the buy by the palm trees is actually more of a locational thing than it is like uh uh, like personifying the palm tree as the person performing the top on me Mm -hmm, granted mm -hmm. i didn't really pay attention during this part of last class so i may or may not have done this translation that's on me yeah no i i feel like you've you've got your uh finger on something there mr dietrich uh, is it is it coconut i hope not mr okay. dietrich um <laughs> now to, to the end of that last stanza the second stanza to the end of that stanza uh i think i found the formula for stacking up these hundreds uh what do you do we think uh he means by formula so i think we actually have to go back to the third line to really get through that so we see i ain't your ex but i'll still pull off at the function now, there's a uh-huh. number of implications that we can find in that line. For starters, pulling up can mean, like, arriving to. Um, but it also can mean, like, pulling up for a shot in basketball. Now, also, if we look <laughs> a little further, we see function. So function can mean both a location, but also a mathematical function. Somehow he's uh, perfectly he's perfectly making the shot. Same time, he, is, he arrives, which can also be a term for coconutting. Now, if we look a little bit deeper, we'll see that somehow in this process, he's developing a mathematical function, which then is the formula for stacking those hundred. Mr. Wright, that is a lot of words to describe what is already annotated in that line uh, by Jazzy Fella. It's, <laughs> it's a math bar. Just click on it. What the fuck? It's a math bar. <laughs> So I, I had a question about the chicken tenders line, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the the connotation, right, is you dip chicken tenders in things, right? Yeah. However, the wordplay here, I find, is very significant. So he's hitting it from the back like a fender bender. You're already getting the sort of connotation that there's something legal happening here, right? Right, right. right. Destructive, yeah. Then he hits it and he dips like a chicken tender. So do you also hit your chicken tenders? Does that fit into the wordplay, or do you just dip your chicken tenders? Do you do you mean that you hit it before you dip it, or do you dip it and then you hit it? And I don't know. Go? Well, it, clearly the sequencing here is that he hits it and then he dips like a chicken tender, right? But so I'm he's wondering a psychopath. If, if, yes. I'm wondering if <laughs> I'm wondering if the hit and dip 
are both being likened to the chicken tender because I personally do not know anybody that hits their chicken tenders before dipping them, unless you're hitting them with the sauce that you are dipping it in. See, well, that's the thing. Like, the sauce. What is the sauce? What oh. is the only sauce we've had so far? Coconut. Co co yeah, I was about to say. But also, um, can we talk about the two different ways that dip can be described? Dip, uh, colloquially, can mean to leave. But it can also mean to place the chicken tender inside of the liquid and then back out. So, is the chicken tender leaving? So, I actually would like to dispute part of this, this point, Mr. Turner. Um, there's no indication that chicken tender exits the dip. Like, it's being dipped in, but mm -hmm. um, I, I see no indication it leaves the sauce. Well, generally, yeah, he does. He does transition into my wrist iced out like a winter blizzard. So, right. but continue, Mr. Turner. Okay, but generally, if you were to go up to five people in a row, and hand them a chicken tender, and I a packet of ketchup, or like not a, a packet, like one of those uh, plastic containers of ketchup, and you said, all I want you to do is dip the chicken tender in the ketchup, most people would take the chicken tender, place it in the ketchup, and pull it back out. They wouldn't Mr. just leave it. I want to dispute this Mr. point. Mr. Turner, uh, no, I'll, I'll settle this conversation once and for all, and we can move on to something better. Mr. Turner, you're not a senior yet, so I forgive you for not knowing this, but if the hit it is the thesis, then the dip it must be the antithesis. That's and there it. it is, kids! The Hegelian <laughs> interpretation of... I hit it, then I dip it like a chicken tender <laughs> on the song Final Form by Atlas, which is the most intellectual anybody has ever gotten about the song Final Form by Atlas, including the artist Atlas. I don't know. You don't think it's intellectual that you have diamonds on diamonds and you feel like Steve stacking them no, up? No, Mr. Wright, I don't, because you can barely call what Aquinas did intellectual. I don't know, I think the comment on the phrase, on the, uh, the lyric, might just turn this Uber into a fake taxi, is pretty, pretty up there, Mr. Dietrich, if you'd like to check. I out. actually really, really enjoy it, and I think that the, you know, all of you have missed the overall- fake taxi? No, no I- <laughs> Next time, uh, it's yes, a live audio. That's a Kuduro correction. Bites me in the ass. No, <laughs> no I do not enjoy entrapping women into uncomfortable sexual situations, if that's what you're asking, Mr. Lay. I, I, I enjoy <laughs> what? Uh, you know what he does, though? That's Yeah, That's fair. That's very fair. However, uh, hear me out. Hear me okay. out, right? Yeah. The part that you all missed that seems to prove that there is intellectual variety and worth here is F's on my tests, bitch, I feel like Mr. Crocker, <laughs> I'm honored. I don't want to talk about that lyric. Which is a very odd parent's I, uh, I reference. I don't want to talk about that lyric, but I just okay. want you to know that we all missed that in our initial interpretation. And I that didn't does reframe it. Intentionally. No, it's, it's the synthesis. Please. Mr. Ray? Please. Oh, my next. Okay. So yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah. So um, I went through a number of processes, uh, but for my first song, I settled on uh, "Boring Shit" uh, by uh, a certain Lil Uzi Vert, and I'm going to link in chat uh, the particular lyrics that I was thinking of. So I will also then link the full song. 
I just thought this was a very interesting line. Um, I fucked so much that I probably got like seven daughters. Boy, if you move too quick, just like a rabbit, run the game like tortoise. Fuck her in the morning. I think I'm immortal. I think I'm an alien. Now, I think there's a lot going on there, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see what the... So obviously the rabbit and the tortoise is a, is a, is a, a reference to the tortoise and the hare poem. Um, but later we see I'm an immortal and I'm an alien. So there's something like extraterrestrial and unnatural going on here. Now, the whole song is just, just insane. But I'm I think looking these at lyrics. some of these lyrics and I'm crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll get to it later, but let's dissect this uh, specific uh, paragraph first, shall we? Yeah. Well, bitch, he's immortal. He's an alien. Like, what, do we, <laughs> what else do you want? Well, yeah, yeah. The first line, I fuck so much that I probably got like seven daughters. As someone whose father left when he was four months old, this is extremely... Uh, how do I say it? Um, unprofessional and uncaring of Lil Uzi Vert to not even uh, accept the the, ex the existence or seek out the existence of his potential daughters. Yeah. And why are they all daughters? I feel like it's he's very uncertain that he actually had, like, how are you probably got like seven daughters? I feel like that's the type of thing you should know the specific number. Like, I feel like you don't say, I got like two kids or I got like six kids. That's the kind of number that you really should know. I got about like, I got about like three. Uh, and then I also I say, like, they... uh, run the game like tortoise. Hear me tortoise out, hear me out. Run. Hear me out, Mr. Wright. I would like to refute your claim that people can like, okay, hear me out. Right. right? Yeah. Once you get past three kids, you're allowed to forget at least one. There's a reason why middle children are always so fucked up. Yeah, actually, I take that's a that's a very valid point. You're, you're allowed to be like, yeah, I got like two, and then like what, a third what's one. Your, what's your backup? What's your what's your reference here, Mister Dietrich? Um, what's backing up your point? Literally every middle child I know has been a victim of some form of emotional neglect in their life, and has like literally just heard their dad go like, yeah, you know, I've got like three. I mean four. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to bring up in refutation the show Malcolm in the Middle. Mm -hmm. Just, just, just it. That's okay. it. That's fair. Yeah. Anyways, you wanted to run the game like a tortoise? Mr. Mr. Wright? Is that yeah. what you were, is that what? Oh, I, so, I was directing us to that line, yes. Right. Well, the contrast is, you, the, the, he, so the, the, the tortoise and the hare tail, right? That parable, the hare ends, <laughs> ends up losing. And he is using rabbit as a, an allegory for some sort of hidden opposition the boy in this in this sentence you move too quick just like a rabbit right because the hair in the tail moves quickly however he is trying to praise himself and who wins in that tail the tortoise so it's the sort of dual mytho mythological allusion to the tortoise and the hare while also trying to contrast the fact that he runs it slow and methodical, whereas I move too quick like a rabbit, apparently. So I thought that the, the rabbit's ultimate downfall was actually its overconfidence, not its speed. Is he what is is what you're saying that what he's the point he's trying to make is that he isn't going to get overconfident? Maybe. Well, yeah, let, uh, in that talk about confidence, we're, uh, let's look at the whole song as a whole, um, especially verse two. 
where we actually get the word confidence, right? Virtue starts with, I could build your confidence as you as you build mine. And then I would love to jump down uh, for convenience to the third and fourth line. It seems like that I'm always on a thin line. What? Like 808s and heartbreak. Kanye with a little hentai. Samurai Jack on a journey on my lonely, always rocking Venomous. Venomous. Yeah, or Venomous. Yeah, that's like, it, yeah. he's trying to rhyme fucking, uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? He's trying to rhyme, like, journey, like, like Ven I don't fucking know. It, <laughs> it's not Venomous. Right, right. Uh, I will not uh, talk about the, the two lines that no, follow. No, we talk about the two lines that follow, because that's <laughs> we, what I wanted to get to. But <laughs> I chose the sharpshooter like Chris Benoit, driving in the lamb. I, I remember when my mom <laughs> took me to PennDOT, whatever the fuck that so is. PennDOT is the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Well, he fucked a girl from Louisiana. Louisiana is, uh, is from Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, in fact. <laughs> I don't know how you're getting. I don't know how you're sending someone's ass to Denmark on the pen dot, but <laughs> no, the lamb, the lamb. He's sending. He's, he's sending oh, wait, the, the lamb. lamb. Wait, wait, can wait, okay. on the lamb and also Lamborghini. Oh my trembling. god! It makes, sense. it makes sense. Hear me out. Kierkegaard's fear and trembling. He has to kill his fucking son. Chris Benoit killed his fucking son, so he's in the lamb. <laughs> He's in the lamb and on the lamb. Oh He's in the lamb with his dead son. I mean, miracle so, genius. So, so uh, I think Mr. Turner can best uh, answer us this question because he's in sophomore year. But when yep. the bridge comes, take a look. It's in a book. Is this book the scripture? <laughs> <laughs> if we can. Uh, refer to the small note in uh, Genius.com. It refers to the song uh, Reading Rainbow Theme Song. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. what the fuck? It's in a book, butterfly in the sky, or rainbow, or whatever the fuck the lyrics are. Yeah. Um, it's the Reading Rainbow Theme Song. Okay, okay, okay. I okay. would consider this to be scripture. Yes. This is on a. No, no, it, yeah. Yeah. I, th mm -hmm. I think he was meaning, like, is the book the book? the bible like is it scripture mm -hmm. um so is this scripture i guess well in order to understand little uzi's lines we first have to understand reading rainbow theme song because they use it i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow reading rainbow ooh we have to analyze this in order to find out if it is scripture oh, within this oh, lyric please. in order to be able to understand whether it is it is scripture in his lyric I have another, I, I, I just have a slightly tangential question. Oh, we have fucked a girl from Sweden, then I sent her ass to Denmark, and fucked a girl from a LA and left her ass right there. Um, so why yeah. is one being sent to Denmark and one remaining in Los Angeles? Because it is a known fact that it is impossible to escape from Los Angeles. So I have, have entered Los Angeles. Definitive proof that that's not true. I managed to break multiple bones there and still got out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I wish I wish we could use empirical evidence in fucking class where it's like I know for a fact that this is not true because I shit myself once. I actually have one really quick question first. So we have Kanye with a little hentai. Um is that 
is Kanye in that, or is it like watching it with Kanye? Like, no, no, no. So 808s and Heartbreak is a very sad album. Yeah, and you yeah. really only watch End Time when you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> this is empirically not true. Uh, Sam, Sam, with, with complete. I take it back. Move on. Move I can, on. I can say. You do not watch hentai when you are sad. Not always. Okay. <laughs> not always. Well, See, it's an active emotion, but not the most prevalent. All right, let's move on, please. See, yeah, actually, no, that's no, that is true. It's it's the fact that it, being sad is an active emotion, while watching hentai is a constant, like action. You know, you're just it's just always happening. So All right. Always be sad. This this next song, I'm assuming it's my turn. Yep. Yes. Yes. Of course. It's a Will I Am song or William. Oh, uh, no. William. Oh, it, it is a song called The the hardest ever. Now, mm-hmm. however, well, the first verse, there's a lot to unpack. Like, what are how how are you hard like motherfucking liquid swords, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, I would yeah. like to point us down to this simile, or not simile, but like th- this this image that he gives us, right? Because it is in verse two. It is about one, two, three, four, five, six. Six lines down into verse two. I'm gonna go hard like a motherfucking boner. I'm gonna make the beat put on put the people in a coma. You can be a geek or be a rolling stoner. I woke up in the morning, hard like wood in the morning, or hard like morning wood in the morning. Woke up thinking about microphoning. E.T. on the mic, phone the homeland. So what is this homeland that he's talking to in reference to waking up? He's hard. He's very hard. A lot of weird phallic references in, in this yeah. verse. Uh, so what, what, what is that a reference to here? What, what is, well, what is phoning the wait, homeland wait. have to do here? So but wait, this is, this is perfect because Mr. Wright's uh, boring shit song actually ties into this, right? E.T. on the mic, phone the homeland. Now... Uh, what did we just learn from about Uzi Vert? Uh, he's an alien, right? What's the homeland? What's the one place you don't get out of unless you are mangled so badly that you oh, look like Angeles. E.T.? L.A. Exactly. LA. Right. Okay. What? What? Now I have empirical evidence that this is a scripture. However, so it ties back also into the song, but because of the reading rainbow connection, because the beginning of the verses. Uh, you can get that, or you can get this. You can call the demon. I'm gonna call Jesus because that rhymes with this. Apparently, <laughs> you can get a curse. You can get a curse. You can get a cross. So you have a choice here when you want to be. So does entailing does the path of righteousness of calling upon Jesus entail being hard like a motherfucking boner? Hmm. What is it to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders in the form of a cross? That's fair. That's fair. Does that entail being hard like morning wood in the morning? He woke up. Well, he woke up in the morning. Sure is made you know out who wood. woke up in the morning? Abraham woke up in the morning and kissed his wife on the forehead. <laughs> damn it, you just stopped <laughs> I'm begging you, please. That less is take than Will I Am is Kierkegaard. You cannot convince me otherwise. Where is the theological suspension of the ethical, Mr. Dietrich? The theological suspension of the ethical is when he woke up thinking about microphone and E.T. on the mic, phone the homeland. He wait out like NASA. I'm way over here. I done past you. The only way you can do that, the only way you can wait out like NASA is if you teleologically suspend the ethical. Actually, I have a more specific answer, actually. So we see uh, in verse 1. Will he survive never to cease? I don't think I'm ever going to rest in peace. 
but killed the game. Never uh, leave the rest in pieces. Now everybody wants my recipes. Tell a jealous chicken I don't know what beef is. So there's some jealousy involved here. They want those recipes, um, but he seems like he's never going to give it up. He'd rather rest in pieces. But what's in a recipe for? No, 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 Obviously, this song is a manifest no, manifestation no. of the spirit, and that my quote, Kierkegaard, you have doom yourself no 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 no, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. He undoes that by saying, this beat is the shit. Thesis is That's the antithesis. Look, look, he even renames himself to avoid the shame of having defied the universal bow. He goes, pardon me, ma'am, I'ma go dumb. Smart I am. I'm complicated. Hard I am. I end the beginning, then start it again. No, can we say that his three manifestations, smart I am, hard I am, and will I am, is just equivalent to the spirit, the father, and the son. That's I actually say it's I was referencing the scripture when I was saying he has the curse or the cross, though. Oh, dear lord. No, okay, hear me out, though. This is entirely undone. So you know how there, this is entirely undone by the third verse from none other than Mick Jagger himself, in which Mick Jagger re rejects all of the intellectualism present within this song, almost mm -hmm. in a satirical manner, by saying, Baby, this is dynamo. Better move back now. It's about to blow. Hard like geometry and trigonometry. This is crazy. Psychology. Now, what that means, I don't know, but I can only take it as a spit in the face of the sacred geometry that we have seen illustrated by liquid swords and curses and crosses here. I want to I wanna hear Mr. Uh, Turner's input on this, the annotation of this line, this is crazy psychology. The annotation by Paul Delphin 2000 that psychology is usually associated with quote-unquote crazy people, which is wrong since crazy isn't even a medical term. <laughs> Term. Term. I was just looking at that. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. I think my question, I think I actually have a question about that, is um, it, with the first, with the line right before it being heart-like geometry, trigonometry, I just want to ask, does, um, does he believe that um, psychology is a mathematical term in this instance? See, are you saying he's like, compare, he's like, correlating geometry trigonometry and psychology yeah crazy is to geometry as psychology is to trigonometry hmm no i think, I think Mr. turner i don't know if that works out <laughs> no it don't it don't which we, is why i'm need, so confused i think we need to borrow uh the minds of pascal here uh being in the precept i'm fairly certain i can say that uh pascal makes a very strong distinction between reason and heart and if reason is what uh, allows us to understand the principles of geometry and trigonometry, it is the heart that psychology studies here. And that is how we tie this back into scripture, saying only with the heart, only with psychology, can we accept God's love. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us in the gun. I'm going to try to relate something to this. So in the chorus, we see you can go hard or you can go home. And we see here, 
hard like geometry. So what about the home has to do with this hard geometry, trigonometry, and psychology? Well, mm. he's going to be E.E.T. in phone, the homeland oh. or whatever the fuck he said, right? So I thought that was a reference to, like, you were either, I guess, hard in the face of the curse and the cross, or you can phone home, which is why I was asking what the homeland is, because it's brought up in a positive, almost transcendental light, and then also in a sort of negative, like, with negative connotations in the main chorus, sung by none other than Jennifer Lopez. Is Jennifer Lopez the Mary Mother of Christ or the Mary Magdalene here? Both? Huh. Or is she the Judah? No, Judah. Judah, Judah, as, as, um, as Lady Gaga famously put it, uh, Judah, Judah, da da. Oh, no. <laughs> you know that song is called Judas. How does she pronounce it, Mr. Wright? Tell me. <laughs> Can we move on? Judas. <laughs> There's one more lyric I want to get to. All right. Give it to us. This one's for Bao, mainly. I want Bao's take on this because he and I are kind of empirically equipped to speak on um, these. I will link the whole song here. It is called Bala Baby by Chingy. Uh, St. Louis rapper that none of you would know because you had safe ch childhoods. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I would like to point Bao especially, but everybody else, to a lyric in, I believe, the second verse. Um, Why not the, the second. fuck is this song? Oh, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I'd I have like to you find to check it. out the music video in the meantime. Hold on, I have to find it because I fucking... It's the third verse, sorry, the beginning of the third verse. Bow. It uh, begins, yeah. and the rest of you, I, it begins, I like them black, white, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, like Japanese, Chinese, or even Asian. So, Bao, what does that mean for us and the Asian identity? So, does that, does the even here mean that Asian is the lowest on the rung of what Jingy, who Jingy would bang? Because that's what I'm reading, right? Please tell me if I'm... I'm no, no, like, there's this. definitely a derogatory term, like, they're, they're right... Right, but I want to know about what qualities Japanese and Chinese have that somehow separate them from the catch-all general region of Asia and the Asian identity in this song recording mm. Chingy. What what do we think? Because I feel like you and you especially are equipped to talk about this being from somewhere that would fall into the category or even Asian. Me myself and I am adopted, so I don't really I'm not in touch with my Cambodian heritage, but mm. I would I would like to note that I think that Chingy's fucking stupid. <laughs> well, I, I usually like to look on uh, the, the good side of everyone and say that uh, Chingy was about to fall into the common trap of referring to Asian people as either only Japanese or Chinese, but then at the last moment, at the last moment when he's writing this verse, he remembers, wait, there are more. And that's why he throws in or even Asian. That's very that's like a last ditch resort, that's right? And then he says, okay, as a sigh of relief, that Adler. <laughs> He has now saved his song. That's uh, very fair. Holiday. It is worth noting that he does clarify, don't matter what color on this occasion, saying he really doesn't see color. However, it's very fair. But, it's very but fair. I'd like to point out the fact that it is on specifically this occasion, which makes me question this even more. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, okay? We know 
I don't like to be the guy that brings up historical context in class, but apparently you have to do it to help people understand a single line in Césaire. Um, so, this song was released in 2004. Now, it's pretty historically known that we only just discovered that Chinese and Japanese people are also Asian <laughs> as late as 2008. Do we think that plays into any of this? I don't know. That's that's really that's a really difficult question to ask. I I don't know if we should take this in the context in which it was written in uh, this uh, album called Powerballin by Chingy, right? Um, just this is this man's most famous song was a song called Right There. So I really don't know if we should take any of what he says seriously. I mean, can we go back to uh, the question Mr. Turner originally brought up and uh, probably expound on it? If he says um, he lists these, uh, firstly, he lists uh, skin color, but then he lists nationalities. And then he goes to say, don't matter what color on this occasion. Is he here not just saying um, all colors matter, but he's also saying none of these nationalities matter? Is he an anarchist? Can I don't know. Take Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... Hmm, okay. When it comes to sex with them, apparently not. Yeah, that he's an anarchist when it comes to having sex with women. However, A sexual anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> however, out of, outside of that interaction in any way, apparently, to him, race and nationality do matter. Now, if I were to go a little bit further into this uh, specific verse, he says, meet me at, at about six at the days in, five of them, one of me, I'm feeling caged in. Uh, jump a little bit forward. Um, where is it? Uh, no, never mind. I've lost. Uh, I, I should not. I should not keep going with this point. Uh, it will not work. Good. <laughs> Good. So are you I'm, sure you don't want to take you don't want to combine that to the lyric? I could take on ten with one pipe. Parentheses one. Well, pipe. I was just trying. I was trying to say that if he is so uh, worried about um, meeting someone at the days in and um, being a pimp, as he would go on to say, it seems very um, business oriented. And combine this with the anarchist side we saw of him previously, we can firmly place this man in the libertarian quarter of the political compass. Uh, I think Mr. Wright can back me up on this. Sure. <laughs> what, is he, what are his thoughts on um, paying taxes? I don't know, let's he, ask Chingy. Yeah, I was going to say, because he does say, where is my cash? <laughs> I don't know, let's ask him. Welcome to the podcast, Chingy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do it. No, I told you one of us would break. I need you. We've all broken. I need you to understand that this ago. man's most popular song is I like it. The chorus is I like the way you do that right there, spelled T H U R R. Swing your hips when you walk and let down your her. I like the way you do that right there. Lick your lips when you're talking. That make me stir. Make me stir. I mean, yeah. The 14th song on this album is called Where Nagy It Girls At. St. Louis rap is terrible, but it gave us <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> look where that got us, Mr. Dietrich. 
That's fair. It gave Kane Brown a career. I'm sorry. Uh, if we have time, I would like to point out one more song that I'm honestly a little bit surprised never got brought up because sure we can do one more. All right, I'm going to put it in chat, the link in chat right now, and you're going to know I immediately know what this why is I brought it up. And I'm crying. Oh yes, yeah. I know this, it's coming. This is actually, and it's oh, literally yeah, just a picture of the album. Max, oh, there's the link. When I clicked oh, it at man. first, it just showed me Pitbull's face. <laughs> so I think you know why I want to start this discussion, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, the part so, where he's like, take advantage of tonight, because tomorrow I'm off to Dubai to perform for Princess. <laughs> no, that is worthy of note. I would like to take us to um, me not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. So. To my life from negative to positive, I just want y'all to know that. That's right. You can, you can continue further. So no, I guess, no, 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 well, well, but hear me out. Like, photo negatives are a thing. Oh, yeah, that's... He, that means he's using, um, effectively, an old Kodak camera, not like a new one. He's using an old, like, a uh, clickety-click one they have to take to a... Farm is your film Sure, yeah, that's camera? what I'm... He's using an old clickety-click film camera, which he needs to go take to, uh, to get developed, which I guess is a negative to positive. But I would like to... My, my question here is, um, what is being related with these two instances of... Kodak. So one of them is the external picture with that Kodak. The other one is the internal. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. So, okay. I would like to point out that perhaps the first one is you're trying to picture it in your head and is relating it to the camera Kodak, right? So it's like me not working hard. Yeah, right. It's sort of sarcastic. Take like picture that in your head as though your head was a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with the Kodak is a prophetic reference to a picture that would be taken of the two with rapper Kodak Black. That doesn't exist. He did not get his picture taken with Kodak Black. He might have because they're both from Florida. But I don't don't quote me on that. Oh, so there's actually some context here. So in the genius annotation, we see that Pitbull is actually sponsored by Kodak. Why? I don't fucking know. But can apparently, we talk about, true. yeah. Can we talk about the fact that in that photo, which is pictured, I think that is Pitbull with a with a what is that a Nikon camera that you can buy for like thirty bucks, and then Kodak over his head. Uh, to the left of that, we have a uh, commercial for the movie Hall Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What are you gonna yeah. tell us about that, Mister Turner? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I got nothing. It's just the movie Hall Pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. What more Let's, do you want? Alright. I have a, there's a couple of other points in this song I, I do want to bring up though. Um now, very importantly, uh I will direct you to uh, uh where is it? Right, uh verse two by Pitbull. Now, here, here are the words. Reach for the stars, and if you don't grab them, at least you'll fall on top of the world. Think about it, because if you slip, I'm gonna fall on top of you, girl. Ha ha. No, it's... Uh, they, they left off one ha from the ha 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 ha, because it sounds real weird. Okay, but here's the question. What is the chain of actions here? Because if I slip, it's Pitbull who's gonna be falling. I, I would like to also go on a slight tangent, tangent 
to this, I just realized what the lyrics after that are, and it's what I'm involved with is different than amazing. I was gonna say that too. Which is, which is actually profoundly disturbing. That, that, so, so with that contextualizing factor, right? You have to reach for the stars, and if you grab them, at least you'll fall on top of the world. And if I slip, right? I may fall on top of the world, but because Pitbull already controls the world because he's apparently involved in, like, the new world <laughs> fucking order, right? I see, I see. Right? All he has to do, because if I slip, I think it is a wordplay reference to the fact that the verb act of falling onto the world, and then if I slip up, right, while I'm mm -hmm. reaching for the stars, he's going to have sex with my girlfriend. <laughs> Because think right. about it, right? right. When you yeah. land on top of somebody, in in context of being somebody who looks like Pitbull from Miami, that's right. usually pretty sexual. No. Um, Was that racist? Um, Maybe. Is it true? Well, yes. Uh, I'm gonna go gonna go out on a limb here and actually um, draw our attention to uh, the possible reference that the Pitbull might be uh, getting us to understand here. Uh, in the St. John's readings, what one character in what book is connected with the Masons? Pierre Bezukov in War and Peace. And guess what happens in the book? Uh, someone dies, someone slips, and he does, Pierre Bezukov does in fact end up with the girl. You're right. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, can I, can I also really get to... <laughs> Oh yeah. God. Okay. Can I come yeah, back go. to the the the, the verse two of Pitbull, which is <laughs> reach for the stars, and if you don't grab them, at least you'll fall on top of the world. Think about it, because if you slip, I'm gonna fall on top of your girl. Ha ha. Um. Doesn't isn't Mister isn't uh Pitbull's um like one of his uh nicknames is Mister Worldwide. So could you interpret uh, fall on top of the world as falling onto Pitbull? So he's basically threesome. saying, reach for the stars if you don't grab them, at least you'll fall on top of me. So if mm. you slip up, I'm not only going to fuck your girl, I'm also going to fuck you. <laughs> well, um, the actual uh -oh. fall, with the fact of falling on top, connect this back to my, my song where we say, topping me by the palm tree. Yeah. I coconut So I want to just bring something in here. So in um wait, in our wait, math classes, wait, hold, no 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 hold on hold on. I just want to finish Bao's thought really quickly, which is so you're saying that if you slip up, you're gonna fuck Pitbull, but Pitbull has to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> is and is he the one who's coconutting or? No, never mind. Let Mr. Wright, please. Okay, um, I was just going to make a point um, that I, I don't know if, if someone wants to refute or not, but um, so we've seen in a lot of these songs, um, a lot of these lyrics can be taken in, in relationship to each other. So in, in math this year, uh, we've seen, we see Euclid get broken then into Lobachevsky as he refused to fit postulate. And then later, we see um, in, on Lobachevsky and Horosphere, we see uh, Euclidean geometry on the surface. Now, this shows that geometry basically contains itself. Uh, when we look at the entirety of all of these musical examples, do they all contain themselves in a way? Are you saying is the song referential to the song? Yep. 
So I'm saying well, fucking I, I hope so. They, I, I don't they, see how we that's not can't exactly what have that if the rapper's name is Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> His very being is a horosphere. Uh, that's not actually exactly what my question was. Uh, more precisely, my question was, um, without knowing it, uh, are all of these... Would it be uh, an acceptable proposition that all of these different esteemed writers um, are somehow acting under this, a similar set of definitions, even if they haven't accepted it? Like okay, the genre okay, okay. of well, versus the genre of Little Lucy, for example. Let me, mm -hmm. let me, let me try to put this in here. Like, like, speak. So, going back to our initial premise of just appreciating things that are metrical, let me try to test out this theory. So, Mr. Wright, tell me if you notice any similarities or any sort of whatever premise you're operating under these similar premises and axioms from a rap verse from the song coco jambo by mr president okay that's the way i treat them girls kind of smooth see because there's no there's one man and yo well that's me see so let me show you around while you sip your tea g but no coco loco boom while i take a pee lee when I hold my baby, she say I do it nicer. I like my chi chicken with rice and lemonada. And that's what she get when she shouts out Jambo. Now I gotta go, yo, Coco. Did you notice any of the fifth postulate of rap in there? You know, in a way I did. I really think I, I can say I did. Um, I think they're all kind of going... I, it really does seem like they're all pulling from a similar set of definitions, even if they are operating under uh, different... Uh, global realms of geometry, there's something universal here, as in they can all find themselves in the same horse. That is why um, music is I will also say I'm pretty sure I was like 99% sure you have to rhyme it with ricin, just mm -hmm. based on that, and I was kind of concerned. No, ricin? it's just rice. It's ricin lemon. Ricin is a toxin. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. And this refers to, obviously, the show Breaking Bad, where ricin is used extensively to kill people, correct? Yeah. I was just talking the actual existence of ricin. It's all and that, connected. And this is, this is, yeah, it's deeper, than, what we're involved in is deeper than the Masons. And this has been the Five of Swords. Our rap song shout out for this episode is all of the things that we've talked uh, about. No, no, our rap song shout out this episode is uh, Sheb Woolley's The Purple People Heater, in which he says, uh, sure looks strange to me. 